Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Love Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it's time for The Art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I am your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business, and every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, The Art of the CEO streams magically through the mightily misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download each episode by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash theartoftheceo. That's blogtalkradio.com slash theartoftheceo. So we invite you to visit and explore for your benefits. And whether you are a Canadian financial wizard and business wit and author seeking to reveal the truth that we all keep hiding from ourselves, like Lou Letterman in Ottawa, or whether you are an ultra, uh, one of these ultra-patient executives, directors of a major professional organization who takes special care with each befuddled member, uh, like Diane Levy of the Organiz- Association for Corporate Growth, we're here to bring you the Sage Council of business masters to help your ventures and your careers. Now today's episode is going to be a fun one. It's entitled, Best Business Comebacks, Words You Wish You Said. Yes, uh, today we're going to take a look at those all too familiar sort of sticky wickets of the business world in which just the right words were called for, but somehow they never quite come readily to your mind. We've all been there. Uh, So business leaders throughout the the breadth of the industrial and commercial communities have been contacted. We gathered them all up and had them personally reveal their totally true sticky business situations. And I, your humble host, Bart Jackson, self-proclaimed wordsmith, will try to come up with just the right words which are going to help diffuse these tough Gordian knots. Maybe we'll learn something, but we'll also have a lot of fun. But before we give you all the word power to make you a stellar business communicator and wordsmith, let's take a moment out there to supply you with a few utensils for today's Feast of Wisdom. And first, as I always do, Uh, Allow me to remind each of you, hearing my voice, that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. Now, that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career. So I ask you, will this be the day that you give your personal wants and desires a little airing, that you look and see what you really desire and how you might want to bring that about through your workday? Or will you continue to live it on wishes, hoping that fate will someday drop what you crave in your lap? The choice is truly yours. And secondly, it is time to dip into a little laughter. With the So let's take a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quip book. So let me get it out. 
And, um, okay, okay. Here is number 67. Inventive innovation inspires no endless source of either sneering jibes or jealousy, depending on how well it sells. <laughs> As an afterthought, let me remind you that we human beings are creatures innately resistant to change, envious of success, and most of all, hasty in adopting all possible advantages. So the more you are able to banish emotional comparisons and the better you can scrutinize the value of each new individual innovation, the better your own company will thrive. Just a thought. And now for a third utensil, perhaps we should call today's utensil the verbal incisor knife. Uh, right now we are going to give you the answers to last week's business quotation. And today, before we leave the air, we'll broadcast another quotation, and we invite you to email us the name of that quotation's author, as you believe him or her to be. Simply write down the name and mail it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you are correct, we will send you a marvelous gift torn from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So, the author of last week's quote, that is the individual who said, I love this, apparently, sir, you Chinese are far ahead of us in every excuse me, in every respect, except that you don't have entrepreneurs. Uh, and our nation ha has no drinking water, electricity, sewer system, public transportation, sense of hygiene, discipline, courtesy, or punctuality, but by heaven, sir, it does have entrepreneurs. <laughs> the author of that was none other than India's most well-known and insightful business writer, Aravindi Adiga. So, now, let us dig into today's Feast of Wisdom and set up those snarling business situations, and then we're going to hear the words that you really, really wish you had said. Uh, so, number one. Now, this comes from a fellow publisher who wanted to remain anonymous, but I can tell you the initials of his house are R.H. And here it is. It was really really just off the mark. It's terrible. You've got this new line of books coming out. You need a new website, and everyone's working on designing it. And this longtime staff member, out of the blue, hands you some written things that's just plain absurd. He has no idea of what's going on, and it's so bad that the team in, in the background is all sort of snickering. Meanwhile, this guy is beaming at you and awaiting your judgment. So, what do you say in the middle of all of this? Well, in my own humble opinion, your very best bet here is to browse the paper quickly, look this person straight in the eye, and then announce to the entire group, you know what I like about this? <laughs> and that's the words you want to use. Because, friends, virtually no idea is all bad. And if you aren't discerning both strengths and weaknesses in an idea or presentation, then probably you're just not scrutinizing hard enough. So may I suggest that you let your first words, when you review anything, expresses the strengths. From that point on, you've got the individual behind you. They'll work with you, and you can incorporate the changes of the rest of the group. Otherwise, 
you've just made a sheep goat separation and perhaps an enemy. So that's the words I think that we want to use in that one. And number two, uh, here's another one. Let's uh, why don't we move on to a more positive note? So let's let's use this one. This one comes from a friend of mine who uh, recalls when he was working for Goldman Sachs and he finally encountered the head man, who at that time uh, was CEO John Corzine. And he gave, he proffered this. Suppose you've been working for a company for several months and you think no one is noticing and you're just plugging along, you have no idea where to go, and then all of a sudden in the hallway you see the CEO and two members of the board. And better, the CEO actually greets you by name for the first time and he says, Jim, how's it going over there with those new accounts over in your department? So, okay, calm yourself, friend. It's time to give him that zinger reply that is going to set you permanently in his mind. So, think a minute. What would you say? Well, just from my humble opinion, what I would say is, we've, you know, there are really, we have a really good bunch dedicated a dedicated bunch over there, Sally. I've been putting in some long evenings on that Johnson report, and sometime, if you have a moment, I'd like to steal a little advice from you in order to uh, get some points that just might really make the whole thing sing and bring it together more profitably. All right, that's what I would say. And the words here are carefully chosen because first, what you want to do is praise the team that he, the CEO, has, has assembled in that department. You say they're, And you say they're good, and you give a solid adjective, dedicated. It shows that they're doing their best. Then you impress upon him the actual work that you're doing right at this moment. It's absolutely important that he knows what you're doing at this time. So if you show yourself that you're, uh, that you're working... Then you follow up by showing him that you're wise enough to get the smartest person in the company, or her, Sally, on your side to help you out. And the term steal a little advice is something that just adds a sort of a lightness to the request. So think about that when the next time someone comes along. Again, you're always dealing at, from equal to equal. Now, uh it's not always done not everything comes along very easily and and quickly like that sometimes uh you get a situation as was proffered to us by the reigning guru of business etiquette miss mary mitchell and this is a tough one but we've all been there you've just been balled out really good and proper by your immediate supervisor. I'm not talking about some unhappiness on one project here. I mean, your whole work ethic and character has just been attacked and called into question. You've been blasted with such terms as, you always fail to, and you know, I'm always waiting for, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you're standing there across this desk, and he looks expectantly at you after he is just torn you down from one to the other. How do you reply? 
Well, I think probably your very best bet here is to look that supervisor straight in the eye, equal to equal, and say, thanks, John. I appreciate the guidance. I'll work on that. There you've done. You've diffused it. You've acknowledged what he says. And you're, you're using a tone here that re- is sort of the same as you would use as if John had just reminded you that your shirt tail was out. You're, you are one-on-one, two people who have the same goal, that is to make your efforts and the projects more effective and more profitable. You maintain your dignity and your integrity. And the one phrase you never, never fall into, the one you always avoid is, I'm sorry. You don't. You want to maintain an attitude that you're not apologizing for your very existence. Rather, you yourself are always looking for ways to improve, and that response gives him that. But it doesn't give any groveling in front of him, and that's very important. So it's just a thought, but I I, I kind of like that reply. Now, uh. Sometimes, when things get get a little bit uh, new and unsettled, it's very difficult to, to move to move into a new situation. And this this is one of my favorites. It comes from Ken Parker, who was the former president of Atlantic City Electric. So, you've just taken over some new position. Say you're head of shipping and receiving, and you want to get in with a good fit with the right people. You want to impress your boss. But most of all, you really want to do the best possible job in this situation that's new and, frankly, pretty strange to you. So in the hallway, just as you've started out here, you're walking down and you meet the head of production who congratulates you on your recent promotion. So here's the question. How do you respond to get things off on the right foot? Well, why not try this? Thanks, Irv. You know, I was hoping I might grab a cup of coffee with you sometime soon, and you could fill me in on some of the things that that we might do over here that would make things fall a little more smoothly for you folks out there in production. You know, some things that uh, you see that we could do that would make your lives a little easier. And as a hint... Show up at this coffee clash with a notebook and let Irv see you taking notes on what he says. That's very vital. If you do this, it will affect his whole relationship with you. Irv is going to say that here's someone he can work with. Here's someone who's really got something. And so I think that what what you want to do is remember that every person your job affects is someone that you need to know and get to know personally. And that means whether it's a, a supplier, uh, a client, everything you do, see the interconnectedness and go from there. Just a bit of advice. So now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're listening to the Art of the CEO Radio Show, streaming live from blogtalkradio.com. And just now, we have come to the midpoint of today's feast. So may I suggest that we now take a brief sorbet and give me a chance to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we're here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. You may visit bartsbooks.com 
and explore a wide wealth of practical wisdom from many business masters. And today, Prometheus Publishing invites you to come and visit their bookstore. Why not take a look at the volume 101 Best Business Quips? That was a book from which the quip you just heard was drawn and earlier in the show. And this is the book for people who believe that the greatest wisdom comes wrapped in a little laughter. I mean, after all, is it time you had a little fun at work? Well, you may visit bartsbooks.com. That's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com. And come to that website, and you may either subscribe to the quips by and get a new quip delivered through the magic of cyberspace right to your email doors for free every week. Nice way to kick the week off. Or you may pick up your own copy of 101 Best Business Quips within our bookstore and laugh at your leisure. Friends, we all need a lot more humor in this life. There's a lot to laugh at. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, and all you merry souls who are reveling in the long hours of summer daylight, we are back with the Art of the CEO radio show on blogtalkradio.com. And we're going to continue our guide to just the right words that will diffuse all those tough business rampages that we so often find ourselves in. So, without wasting any words, let's get right on to the next one. Now, this one is a true story from Savio Chan, who is the CEO of U.S.-China Partners, a consulting firm to help uh, facilitate international trade. And so he is sitting there. It is 11.30 p.m. You are wrapping up the very last reports of the day, and the phone rings. It is, believe it or not, Steve Jobs, who has just launched his iPhone. And although you two have never met, Jobs says abruptly over the phone, Mr. Chan, I need you to tell me how I can sell my iPhone in China. Now, the first words out of your mouth, think about this, are a deal maker or a career breaker. And so you say, well, why not try this? Well, Mr. Jobs, why don't you tell me what you tried so far and tell me how it's been working? It's simple, and it's your best possible response. You're going to show yourself here with those words as someone who's thoughtful, as a considering, pondering professional who wants to get all the facts before he passes any judgment or hurls out suggestions on his own. You're showing yourself as a listener who sees this job from this person as unique and individual. As it turned out... uh, In this particular case, it did those words or similar ones to them did work out very well, and it was the making of Savio's firm. But Savio is the sort of man who would have done well in any situation. I I pass that on to you. So not every situation, of course, um, is the sort of thing where you get such bold, wonderful opportunities. For instance... Uh, Here is a situation that was contributed by a friend of mine, uh, a pharmaceutical turnaround specialist. Uh, But it's something we've all had happen to us. You know, you pick up the phone or the man comes to the counter and you can hear the angle bristling in his words. 
I have been a client with this firm for over 15 years, and I have never seen such a competence, and I have never experienced such a lack of respect, and on and on and on, and this guy is buzzing up and churning up. And all you can see, to, turning to yourself, is, my God, I've got a revenue stream hanging on the end of this. What am I going to do? What am I going to say? So you stop. You pause. You let him go as long as he wants. And finally, when he takes a breath and allows you to speak, you say, this is well. You say, this is what I would say. Sir, I'm so sorry we've had this mix-up. But I also want to thank you for bringing this to our attention and not just silently sitting by. I've got to tell you, from my point of view, I really appreciate your honestly stating your dissatisfaction rather than suffering silently. We, we, we need this kind of help to keep us on track with you and, and with our other customers. So what I'm going to do is send notification of uh, your problem to our head of sales. And Mr. Metak will be getting back to you uh, very shortly. And I know he'll have he'll want to help in every possible way. But in the meantime, I was wondering if if you could help me a little bit. And what I I'd like to 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 get from you from this point on, as of now, what can we do to rectify this problem situation for you? I I mean, sort of sending your order in a complimentary Lamborghini. Uh, what can I do that's going uh, that will and what do you require? that's going to set things right. Now, with words like that, you're not groveling. You're not apologizing. I mean, but really what you're doing is you're getting right to repairing a tough situation. You're treating this man who is bringing a problem to your door. It's less a complaint than a problem, and that's what you want to remember. You're... You've, totally put aside his long customer standing with the implication that every person is important. And you get right to the point, and it doesn't hurt to throw in a little humor with a complimentary Lamborghini. And finally, you're referring him, you're, you're diffusing his, his attempt, his, the thought that's running through every complainer's mind, I'm going to go over your head. You're saying that I myself am going to take this up because it's very, very important to me. Again, treating a person as an equal, but with the, the normal compassion that you would treat every customer. That's how you're going to make things move in this situation. And it's not easy. It, the, the, whole, the whole trick on this one is your tone. You've got to be personal, but not chummy. And now, finally, this next uh, sticky wicket comes from a small manufacturer who has just contracted a very major marketing firm to help him launch what for this small firm is a career making project. This is this is a business maker right here. He's got the new product out and he needs to get it out there and he doesn't doubt that this huge marketing firm can handle it well. But rather he's worried that his project will receive something more than just the standard routine treatment. So uh, I'm going to give uh, this small manufacturer, Harry, the same advice that I used when I recently, personally, 
made a major contracting. I uh, just uh, within a couple of weeks, I contracted a renowned surgeon to perform shoulder replacement on me. Now, this guy has done literally thousands of these. He's one of the best in the land. And I thought, what could I say to this guy to make him really take a concern for this this particular uh, surgery, my particular case? So I'll tell you what I said just when we were going in. I said, Mike, I've got to tell you, I am in the, the book, I'm in the writing business, and I have probably written as many individual articles as you have done surgeries. Now, note I don't say more. This isn't competitive. I just as many uh, articles as you have done surgeries. And I know the, the, the real pitfalls of falling into routine. But I'd like to tell you, I just did one article recently. It was on using humor in speaking, and I really sang, and I was really proud of this. I was justifiably proud of this particular effort. And Mike, I tell you this because I would like you to take this surgery on as one of which you are justifiably proud. That's what I said to him. At the end of the surgery, when it was all over, he came back to me and he said, you know, this is one I've got to tell you of which I am very, very proud. Now, how well is my shoulder going to hold up for the rest of the year? How well is Harry's new product going to hit? I don't know. But I do know that I was able to individualize myself in this way by praising the ability of this person but making him realize that I needed to be treated individually. That's it's and that's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing. I think we have time for one more and this one really hits me because many many managers have seen this and it's one that I have I've had many people complain about. Uh Ray Felton was talking about this that you see people send notes back and forth to each other and they copy you. So you are the manager and you see two people going back and forth and back and forth trying to solve a problem. And with emails, you they're copying you in the emails and you watch them go round and round and you watch them getting absolutely nowhere. nowhere. You just know that this is happening. Friends, in this situation, the words are, it's time to change venues. You pick up the phone and call one of them and say, Judy, I want you to get to take up the phone and call Dorothy and straighten this out right now. I don't I know you've been fighting over this and I can see you're digging in a hole that you're not going to be able to dig yourself out of. Talk to her over the phone or face-to-face and get this straightened out. And when you're finished, call me and tell me with a solution. And I know it seems silly, but I, it, I have seen this work personally in my own career several times, and I have uh, 
Ray Felton was saying that he has done this, he, where people, where both people are blind copying him because they they don't think that uh, they don't want the other to know, and yet they're each telling him. And it, you just sometimes need to change venue and get a little more personal. So I pass that on to you. So now, as we round out today's show, I am going to leave you with today's business quotation, and with extreme appropriate. I am going to say, who said the difference between a very good word and the exact right word is the difference between lightning and the lightning bug? And as a hint, this man always had the right word and the right laugh on the tip of his tongue. And remember, if you know the author of this quote, just write the date of the show and the author's name as you believe it to be. Send that to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And you will win an astoundingly life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And finally, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, just because your idea is original and truly revolutionary, alas, does not mean it is going to be the salvation of your company. <laughs> Judgment is where you really make the difference. So, to all you faithful listeners, I hope that you've enjoyed The Art of CEO as much as I have. And remember, you may download all the shows on blogtalkradio.com slash The Art of the CEO. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.